think we should build a wall over Florida before we should build a wall over Mexico. You are listening to the Pod Full of Sunshine podcast recorded live straight out of Florida, where it's illegal for anyone wearing a swimsuit to sing in public. So grab your orange juice, dump in that champagne, cut you a slice of key lime pie, and get ready for an hour of crazy, off-the-wall stories from the Sunshine State. Here are your hosts, Greg and Diana. Here we are, back we... for another episode. <clears throat> we are here. Episode number 26. This is the Podful Sunshine podcast where we talk about all the crazy stories that come out of Florida and beyond. Yes, they're crazy. Because that's how we do it. Uh, how's your week, Greg? I had a pretty good week. You know, not too bad. Busy week. I worked a lot, which is a lot for me, three days in a row. Gosh, I don't know how you survived. And then I worked today, too, which is Sunday. So, wow, that's working again, four days in one week. That's, yeah, how am I surviving? Oh, my God. You must. You probably need a vacation. I do. Long rest. I know. But how was your week? My week was fine. Nothing too exciting. It was another busy week with sports nonstop every single day this week of some sort and um but that should be the end of it because gavin's team lost yesterday so football season is officially over and blake has one more baseball game and then she's done yeah then we are done until february that's good yeah i'm really excited to just come home from work and not go to practice yeah you can come home and uh hang yeah do some stuff you need to do around the house <clears throat> yeah because i really need to mop our floors <laughs> i mopped them the other day no you didn't we didn't have any irrelevant not exciting content to t- discuss mopping so you know what i want to do which i totally freaking forgot and i guess that's what i get for not going off the outline right away is i want to do a podcast pocket oh yeah let's do a pocket let's do a pocket so this one is not a small like independent podcast but it's a great one nonetheless i think everyone should listen to it's called the dream and basically what it's about is it investigates the abusive multi-level marketing schemes also known as pyramid schemes you'll see these bitches on facebook you know the ones i'm talking about they post these long posts about how they work from home they make so much money and basically they're selling like makeup oh or Devin's um, girlfriend from high school, I'm Facebook friends with her, and she does that shit. And that's all she freaking does. And it is, but yeah, I Yeah, and it's hilarious because, like, I follow this thread on Reddit, and it's called the Anti-MLM, Multi-Level Marketing, and it's so funny because they'll post snapshots of, like, people sliding into their DMs being like, hey, hun, Cause, and they call these people that are in these multi-level marketing gimmicks they call them hun bots because when they reach out to you they always call you hun oh I'm... so they're like hey hun would, would you like to join my team i think you'd be perfect for it or some bullshit like that and i will say that is kind of it's now that i'm like on this reddit thread and listening to this podcast like it's i kind of miss watching that ridiculousness because i remember when i was on facebook there was this girl that i worked with she quit corporate America to start her own business, which uh. the business ended up going under. But then she started selling shampoo for like this company called Monang, Monat. I don't even know. But well, it's if you can the- make it work. But that's the thing. Like 99% of people can't. Like only 1% actually make decent money off it. And basically their whole gimmick is they're just trying to prey on people, get people below them to spend money, and then that's where they get their money. So it's not actually... So it's very rare for people to succeed. But very so, rare. <laughs> I remember this... After she had quit her job, she slides into my DMs being like, Hey, hun, so I'm super excited about this shampoo. Would you be interested? Blah, blah, blah. And I didn't answer. No, I don't want your fucking... Like, it's a $100 bottle of shampoo. How long does... How, $100 for shampoo? Yeah. I mean, shampoo prices are ridiculous these days, but $100, that's... That's even more ridiculous. Yeah. So I kind of miss getting those random, like, DMs because it's so ridiculous. But then I cringe because do you remember when I was a Beachbody coach for a minute? <laughs> yeah, I did. Beachbody is also a pyramid scheme. Although, it's so funny because when you call out these Hunbots for quote-unquote, it being a pyramid scheme. So like, oh, hun, do your research. P- 
pyramid schemes are illegal. So it's like, it's the same thing, only, but it goes into the history of all these like pyramid schemes and multi-level marketing companies and it's very fascinating. So oh, it does sound very Go check it out. Again, it's called The Dream. And if you're on Reddit, which you should be, join or start subscribing to the thread anti-MLM because it's fascinating. It is fascinating. Do it. Do it. All right. So, yeah, back to our discussion. So, randomly, um, I was driving Gavin to practice this week. And want to know what he asked me? What did he ask you? He goes, and I don't know if this is something they're learning in school right now. Are you fidgeting again? No, I'm just putting my, so I can see my phone, the podcast, the, the outline. outline. Okay. Well, he asked me when I went through puberty. <laughs> and it came out of nowhere. Like, just out of nowhere? Uh-huh. Were you all just driving down the road? We're at a stoplight. And he goes, hey, Mommy, when did you go through puberty? <laughs> huh? At least he's direct. Yes, there was no being around the bush there. Yeah. Very awkward. So I'm thinking they might be doing a puberty talk at school. They could. Oh, mm-hmm. Gavin's. Third grade. Yeah, uh, maybe. Hmm. Maybe he's listening for, to Blake. Well, and I think Blake just had a puberty thing uh. at school, but I think they went more. I know they address it in elementary school a little bit, but I think they get more in depth. In middle school? In middle school. It's been a while since I've uh, went through that. But so Blake, I think, is like very anxiously waiting to see if any body hair pops up because he keeps saying like, is this a hair in, in his armpit? And I'm like, no. Uh. But it just goes to show like, like, you know how they say girls mature faster than boys? Yeah, they probably do. Well, there's a girl that <clears throat> is my friend's daughter and she's like a month older than oh, yeah. Blake. And she has like a full bush down there already. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Hmm, interesting. Like, Good Lord. Good deal. Wow. Good deal. Oh, cool. <laughs> Good deal for your big old bush. Yeah. <laughs> How's your bush? <laughs> All right. All right. So we watched a movie last night. We did. Terminator. Greg says he'd seen it, but he I have hadn't. seen. I had seen parts of it, and I remember at that when he died off. I remember them how he did it, how it happened. So I, I have seen parts of it. You've seen bits and pieces, but yeah. I've never seen the actual movie. The whole maybe way the edited version I've seen of it. So we watched the Terminator. Good movie, good yep. flick. And um, so then we're gonna watch Terminator Two probably next week, which to me is the best one. But there's like five Terminators now. I think Terminator Three is okay too. I didn't really care for that one. Well, how do you know if you've even seen it? I have. Okay. That's the one that's like the Terminator's like all liquidy and stuff. I guess I could be too. But anyway, yeah, Greg said that he had seen him before, but then didn't know who John Connor's dad was. I did know. And then she... Yeah, t- at the end. Well, she didn't tell me because I told her. And then she's like, no, you don't know. And I told her and she just didn't listen to me. Because he's lying. He Som- likes sometimes she doesn't listen to me. Like, it just blocks me out. I... And this is one of those times. I'm sorry, what did you say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please stop fidgeting with the goddamn pencils. He cannot just sit and have a conversation. I am just sitting here. So one thing that's cool about my job and Greg's job is that we get to see celebrities. I had a celebrity sighting this week at work. Wow. Who did you see? Jillian Michaels. Do you know who that is? I've heard of the name. She was, she's not on it anymore, but she was on The Biggest Loser. She was one of the original trainers. Oh. And she has a bunch of workout DVDs. And, um, so she's selling those to Publix? Is Publix going to start a workout? No, I'm assuming she's probably got her name or investment in some sort of like health food that she's probably getting Publix to try and sell. But like one of my biggest like, I don't want to say worries because it's not like a worry. But I always think if I was in an airport and I saw a celebrity, would I recognize them? Like if it's a, like if I saw Sean T., because even though I'm not a beach body coach, I still love me some Sean T. Would I recognize him? So we were sitting in the break room and, you know, these people start walking by and I'm like, she looks really familiar. And I look at her and I, I'm like, oh my gosh, is that Jillian Michaels? I said it to the girls I was sitting with. And one of the guys in her entourage must have read my lips and like started nodding his head yes. She's really tiny. Or maybe you were just loud and they heard you out there in the hallway. No, not loud. 
Or the guy was just walking by like... <laughs> he had earbuds in that I couldn't see. And he's yeah, just... Jiba. Yeah. Yeah. So... No. But she's tiny. Like, I mean... And, I mean, like, short tiny. Oh, well. I've never seen her in person. I guess you have. I have. But who do you see the other week at work? Like, he, Greg will always tell me, that, like, oh, saw this. Oh, uh, Like, he gets a lot of athletes. But this one I was actually impressed with. Tony Dungy. He's a football coach. Yeah. From- for the Indianapolis Colts. So Greg will be like, oh, this sports person came in. I'm like, eh, whatever. But when he sent me that one, I was like, okay, that one is impressive. Tony Dungy, he looks old. Well, he Looks-like is old. He need a cookie. But what a great guy. He needs a cookie? Yeah, to eat one. Oh, because he's skinny? Yeah. So how do you feel about the death penalty? I don't know. I mean, if... You killed somebody, you should probably die, too, I would think. Yeah, I kind of feel that way, too. But then, like, there's been so many instances of, like, innocent people being put to death. Well, if there's any doubt that they're not guilty, then maybe they should be... Then that just is, like, why sentence them at all? But, I mean... So, I bring this up because, like, you know, they have the whole lethal injection thing. And, I don't know, like, for me, I think... That's kind of like a more expensive route that we don't really have to go, but... Yeah, why not just shoot them? Funny you say that. Good segue, Greg. I mean, <laughs> all it would cost is the, for the bullet. Right. Uh. Well, this uh, Tennessee death row inmates, there's four of them, have asked for a firing squad to be used instead of, you know, the lethal injection. Let me read part of the article. Four Tennessee death row inmates are asking a federal court to allow them to have a firing squad used as an execution method. The lawsuit was filed Friday, a day after Edmund Zagarski was executed at Tennessee Maximum Security Prison prison using the electric chair. Damn, they still use the electric chair? I think in some states, yeah. Obviously. Wow. In this state, they do. Um, Zarkowski's attorneys argued that the method was more humane than selecting lethal injection because it would take a short amount of time. Yeah. And I guess that was the first electrocution the state had conducted since 2007. Oh, wow. I really didn't think they did electric chairs well, anymore. They don't really very often, the way it sounds. Um, but yeah, why not just take them out in the <clears throat> the backyard and shoot them down? You don't even have to take them out in the backyard. You could just walk up to them and place a gun right at their ear or in their mouth. And just... No, I think that what they want is to be like just standing against the wall and just go... <laughs> With, like, machine guns. Oh, well, that sounds violent. Well, but, so does an electric chair. Here's yeah. a fun fact. is Just three states, Mississippi, Oklahoma, and Utah, still allow the use of firing squads. I did not know that. I don't think it's probably very... Um, something that happens every day or every year, though. The last time a firing squad was used in the U.S. was in 2010. Oh, eight years ago. Yep. In Utah for the 1984 murder of attorney Michael Burdell. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know we still had all these. Anyway, I'm down for it. That's the way they want to go. I don't care how they go as long as they just go. They need to go. I really don't think they should have a choice. (coughs) You're a criminal. You don't get choices. You have no rights. So. But yeah, shoot him. Shoot him down. Grady Judd would want one of those. Probably. He'd be like, I approve of this message. Shoot him down. Um, You know who El Chapo is? He's some drug lord. Yeah, he's like a big drug lord. And he's like escaped so many times. and It's because he pays people off. I mean. He's like the Houdini of drug lords. Yeah, because you just can't escape from places without knowing people and having connects. Well, apparently all El Chapo wants is just to hug his wife. And the judge said no. <laughs> Let me read the story. Um, the headline is, Judge denies El Chapo a wife embrace, deems it too risky. Yeah, I think I would have to agree with that because I don't think he just wants a hug. What's he going to do to her? Kill her? No, probably get, she'll slip him something so that will let him escape maybe. I don't know. Um, well, she, she, I mean, they could search him down as soon as they're done hugging and... Yeah, but it's El Chapo. Like, it's not just some dumb criminal. It's El Chapo. Well, all right. I'm not saying he's... Well, yeah. Okay, so the U.S. judge overseeing the New York trial of Joaquin El Chapo Guzman 
ruled Thursday that the notorious drug baron could not hug his beauty queen wife as requested. Oh, she's a beauty queen, huh? He's been held in solitary confinement since 2017 after twice escaping from prison in Mexico. Um, yeah, because it was in Mexico. They probably just let him out. I think he escaped from one in Texas, too. I, I could be way wrong on that. Anyway, he's 61, and he's banned from communicating with or having any physical contact with his 29-year-old wife oh. and the mother of the couple's 7-year-old twin girls. God, he was old when they met, huh? Yeah. So poor Al Chapo, no hugs for you. You don't get a hug. <laughs> I bet somebody's hugging him though. No, he's in solitary confinement. Ain't no one hugging him. Yeah. I just sounded really southern there. Ain't nobody hugging him. But you would think with the guy with this many connections could just have like, like a hired hugger to come hug <laughs> him in jail. A I mean, hired hugger. Even if it was a guard that just hugged him. Yeah. Our next story is from, um, see, and the thing is in the story, they didn't say where, it just said Hamilton, so I had to look it up, and it's actually from Canada. But a woman was buying some bread, you know, it's a staple in every household, even in Canada. Oh, and Canada. And she's getting ready to put the bread on the um, conveyor belt at her local grocery store, and what she see? Oh, wow, yeah, that's a, looks like a mouse. There is a alive. mouse, oh, it's alive, because it was scurrying through. That's fucking gross. Like, we will Every... put this picture on our Instagram page. It's disgusting. You can see the... And the people at the store, like, didn't know what to do. You should probably beat it to death. Just <clears throat> take the loaf and go. What's the grossest thing you've ever found in food? Whether it's, like, stuff you bought at a grocery store or at a restaurant. Or have you... I don't know if I've seen anything super gross. Okay, well, that was Every once in a while at work, we'll get like a screw from like a, our like tomato like grinder or like tomato like it's like a thing that cuts tomatoes. Oh, and every time so it funny. falls into the salsa, every t- once in a while I get that. I've seen that oh. a couple of times. Yeah. Or, or once I remember getting sliders from Chili's and they had a bunch of fucking hair on them. That was pretty gross. I think hair is right up there next to a mouse and a loaf of bread. Like, hair <coughs> is just so gross. Like, I remember, this was back when Gavin was in daycare, and they were having a party, and so you had to volunteer to bring something. So I was like, I will bring cubed cheese. So I just ran to Publix, and I grabbed a bag of, like, Sargento. They have the cubed cheese bags. And so I was dropping him off at daycare, and I put it on the counter, and I look, and I go, so it's sealed, right? And it's sealed, like factory sealed. Uh-huh. And there, laying in the cheese, is a big, long hair. It was fucking gross. I'm like, how does it get into a sealed bag? Like, obviously, someone in the factory oh, has long gross, hair. Oh, that's gross, yeah. <coughs> oh, that is crazy. Did you leave it on the table, or did you get rid of it? Oh, I got rid of it. <coughs> yeah. And then I went to work, and I emailed the buyer. And I was like, um, there's hair in this cheese. <laughs> And so they put me in contact with the vendor and they sent me like free uh, cheese. Yeah. I think like coupons for free cheese. I will take free cheese. Make sure there's no hair in it this time. You know how a few episodes ago it was titled why the internet ruins everything. Yeah. Well, I have two more examples of why the internet ruins everything. Wonder why. Uh, Well, the first reason is because this woman, and I don't even know where it's from. I'm not even going to read the story, but she's a photographer. And so she wanted to do a themed, like, photo shoot for Christmas. That sounds cute. Right. And, okay, let's see if you've seen this. Have you seen a Christmas story? Yeah. Okay. Because that would have been a travesty if you hadn't. I know. Then we would have had to watch it again. But I have seen it. Well, we watch it every Christmas because it's on for 24 hours on Christmas Day on TBS. But so she wanted to do a Christmas story theme. So she has this really cute baby in the pink bunny suit that Ralphie gets for Christmas. And she put like the square room glasses on him and also this obviously fake gun. And so she titled it. Only 49 days till Christmas. Ralphie loves his pink bunny suit I made for him. Disclaimer, the BB gun is made of wood to ensure that he did not shoot his eye out. 
during the creation of this photo. Ha ha ha, right? But you know, it's 2018, so everyone gets fucking offended. And was yeah, like, you get butt hurt about everything. Jesus Christ, people, can we calm down? It is a cute fucking photo shoot. She even said, you know, she knew that some people would probably get offended, and that's why she put that disclaimer that it's not obviously a real fucking gun. Like, yeah. Jesus, people just ruin everything. And then my second why the internet ruins everything is because this man proposed to his girlfriend that was running the New York City Marathon. I guess like she was only halfway through and she saw him ran over and he proposed. So now everyone's fucking just jumping on this guy's jock saying that he's stealing her thunder because like, let's see how we can take her moment to shine, run the New York City Marathon and make it about me. I'm like. No, you douchebags. Like, he's just doing something creative and, like... I'm sure it made her marathon much more memorable. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's making it more memorable. Yeah, she'll never forget this marathon. But all these people are like, oh, man, that sure ruined her time because I guess she had a goal that... Maybe she still hit her time. Who fucking cares if she did or didn't, people? It was a nice romantic gesture. Maybe she didn't even finish the race. And she's like, fuck you guys. No, she finished it. That's a true trooper. That's a true trooper. All right. Well, I think that's all our... um, Topics for today, you know. Yeah. So now it's just time to move on to our... Other stories. Other segments. Our normal every week segments. Starting with... Oh, Florida. Oh, Florida. Florida? Oh, Florida. Oh, Florida. You know what? Like, it wasn't a busy week as far as news story. As far as, like, you know, this typical old Florida stories. You know why? Because as we do as Florida does, we fuck up an election. They did it in 2000, too. <clears throat> I know. It's like, you think you would have learned something from that? They didn't. They didn't. And they just fucked it all up and created such a shit show. And this is why Florida can't have anything nice because we fucking ruin it. And this is why people make fun of us. So apparently in one county, like a whole shit ton of <clears throat> a whole shit ton of votes went uncounted. And How then, does that happen? I don't fucking. I'm sure there's some. I don't know. I have no fucking clue. And then another like batch of. Um, provisional ballots were found like at a school where voting had taken place and then like mail-in ballots hadn't been counted like so it's not even just one specific it's a whole bunch of fucking shit shows yeah somebody needs to get fired i'm sure someone is um you know and of course there's all these stupid conspiracy theories going around on both sides like like i guess in this one county like and i'm not gonna have the numbers correct but there's something like you know 275,000 people didn't vote for the Senate. And some people were like, I never even saw that on my ballot. So like, so then there's a conspiracy theory that, oh, Republicans sent in fake ballots in the Democrat, you know, held county that, so that they didn't get those votes. And then, you know, the other conspiracy theories is that, you know. Well, that's true. They should have a revote, right? I know they're recounting, but at this point, I'm just like, fuck, let's just redo it. Can we just redo it? Okay. I mean, that's what Georgia's doing. And it's not just Florida. Like, Georgia, I think, is doing, they call a runoff. So if it's, like, below a certain percentage, like, that separates the winner and the loser, they do a runoff where basically people vote again just between those two. So all the idiots that voted third party can't vote. They can vote. They just have to pick between the two. Oh, yeah. So, so that could be a good or bad. Right. So, like, can we, let's just do that. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think they're no, recounting. No, it's not. They're going to recount it. And. But, like, there's ballots missing and ballots that could be wrong. That's, well, and that's I not had a serious texted, issue. Uh, the girls I go on break with, because uh, they did mail-in ballot. Don't touch your microphone. They do mail-in ballot. <laughs> Greg's really annoying me today and he's on my nerves and I feel like he's getting off on it. Like, he has this, like. Little shit-eating <laughs> grin on his face. I'm just trying to get my microphone in the spot I like it, and she's getting well, all Well, why don't you do that before we start podcasting? Well, when people podcast all over the world, 
They move their microphones around when they're talking. No, they don't. They, they do. have it all lined up, ready for when they start. Even like these radio hosts that do like radio TV and like radios, they touch their microphones every once in a while. Well, we are not them. They have fancy dancy thousand dollar equipment, and we have nine ninety five microphones. Okay, so they're more than nine ninety five. I know. I'm being, but just yeah. all right. Stop. Okay. Now I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about besides us. The election. Fucking up the election. Yeah. But we aren't, like I said, Georgia's doing a runoff. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So I had told my two girlfriends that did their mail-in ballot, hey, here's the link. Go make sure that your mail-in ballot was counted. And one of them was. The other ones said received. So it hadn't been tabulated. It's the word they use. So it's like. When are you going to tabulate that? And that's here in Polk County. So it's not even just like this, you know, they're throwing all this shade towards well, yeah, I mean, Broward County. But it's like, but to be fair, she mailed in her mail-in ballot on Monday. So, but this was Thursday. Like, count it. Is that <coughs> when you're supposed to have your ballot in? It just had to be postmarked by Tuesday. Oh, well, she's. But I mean, how can you say that you have 100% of the votes in in this county when you don't, when someone's hasn't been counted? Yeah, but I guess uh, you're right. I mean, that's not 100%. It could be 99.9. Yeah, but, but hey, 100. in races this close, every vote counts, no matter what side you're on. I guess that's why they're recounting. Yeah. They have five days, don't they? I think they have till Thursday. Five days to recount. Better fucking hurry up. Um, yeah, so Florida... We get our shit together. Probably not. They won't. I mean, you made a mockery. I mean, I wasn't here in 2000, but you fucked up in 2000. Now it's 2018. And you fucked up again. You fucked up again. Good job. I had somebody tell me at work, oh, your kids get to live through a recount. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah, why would they care? Yeah, I was like, my kids are like not even old enough to really fucking know. Blake knows. I know. Blake does. That's what I said, too. I said that. My oldest, he has the idea, but I yeah. mean, come on now. Mark my words, Blake will be president someday. I could see him going into politics. He's very, like, in tune. And he knows senators' names that I think some adults don't know. I saw someone post on um, Instagram, and I know they were trying to be funny, but they're just, apparently, Firehouse Subs is, there's a kosher pickle shortage. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, and so they're like, this is a travesty. I'm going to write my congressman once we figure out who that is. And it's like, first of all, you know who your congressman is because we didn't, like, <coughs> you're getting that confused with Senate. And it's like, Blake could have told you that. Yeah. You know, the difference between congressman and the Senate. And, but, I mean, it was a good attempt at a joke, and I appreciated it. But, I mean. Idiot. You've, <laughs> idiot. He's not idiot. He's a nice man. Doesn't sound like he's very smart. Well, we are in Florida. We are in Florida. Yeah. You're right. All right. So my second old Florida story is I had tweeted this on our Podfell Sunshine Twitter page that you know this is making the old Florida segment. And there's actually a video. So if you want to go to our Podfell Sunshine Twitter, it's at Podfell of Sunshine. Oh, yeah, I sent this one to you. Yeah, here's the shit that Greg does. So I email him like throughout the week of like stories we're going to discuss. So I sent this on like Monday. It was like one of the first stories I sent. I sent it on Wednesday. So Friday morning, I get a email from him. It's the same fucking story two days later. I saw it I'm on like, Friday. So he's obviously not reading the emails that I send him. Well, sometimes all. it's I'm busy. I don't get to look at them right away. I save them. I, always I know have. you were busy working four days in a row. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha. Let's make fun of me. It's only because I love you. I know. All right. So, like I said, if you want to see this video, go to our Podful of Sunshine Twitter page. Um, <clears throat> hold on. I'm going to take a sip of my mimosa. I was really hoping Greg was going to fill in some of the silence while I took a sip, but... He didn't, so here we are. Oh, I thought she was positive because she's like, oh, I'm going to take a sip of my mimosa. No. All right. This comes from St. Augustine, Florida. A man who broke into the St. Augustine alligator farm after hours jumped into a crocodile exhibit and was bitten on the foot and had to be taken to a hospital. John Bruggen, director of Alligator Farms, said the man was caught on video about 7.45 p.m. Monday 
wandering around the park and then jumping off the roof into the Oasis on the Nile exhibit that houses three 12-foot Nile crocodiles. The man eventually got out, and a St. Augustine police sent a resident on Holly Lane called just before 7 a.m. Tuesday to report a suspicious person hiding in the bushes in just his boxer shorts. Officers said they found the man who said he'd been bitten by a wild alligator. Oh my god. Here's what makes it even better is that he left one of his crocs behind. And I'm not talking crocodiles, I'm talking about those stupid shoes that people really should not wear. I think they stopped making them. I don't think so. Well, I thought I heard that. I I mean that's would be interesting to know. I don't think I, I think we should look into that later and maybe have a new segment next week. Follow ups. A follow up. Follow up on Crocs. We got an instant update. <laughs> Breaking news. Hold on. Why don't we just settle this now? Do we are gonna Google this? See, I really Well feel Google's like, weird because then you'll get like stores like I don't know. Do they still sell Crocs? Maybe you should write do they yep, still they sure do. Well, well they even have sandals. Do they still make Crocs? How about you use that? Well, I'm assuming if they're selling them, they're making them, right? That's what I would think, too, but they could be... Yeah, they still have an official store. Okay, then, fine. I was misinformed. There must be something else that they stopped making. I am proud to say that I have never in my life worn a pair of Crocs. Like, what's the deal with them? Like, why do people like Crocs so much? I don't know. Are they supposed to be really comfortable? They don't look comfortable. They don't look good, either. No, they look silly. Yeah. So anyway, he lost his <coughs> he lost his croc. His croc. In the crocodile farm. Oh, I like the wordplay there. <laughs> the crocodile farm left a croc. A croc was left at the okay. crocodile farm. Go to your old Florida stories. Oh, Florida. Okay, I got some good ones. Florida woman goes to hospital for spinal surgery, leaves with one kidney. Well, that's a pisser. Someone's fucked up. That sounds like a problem. (laughs) I mean, I guess that's why you have two. A Florida woman who went into the hospital for spinal surgery after a car crash was stunned when she woke up and found out her kidney had been removed. Now she says her life will never be the same. I mean, who she even know? Like, I probably would have even known. Is this really all the article? That's all the article is? Yeah. (laughs) But, okay. So, her life won't be the same because she's only going to have one kidney. I mean, do you really need to? I don't think so. But what happens if this kidney she has shits the bed? Right. Then, I think your kidney transplant, like, you should automatically go up to the front of the list. And the hospital takes on the full cost of it if your one kidney goes bad. I'll tell you what, though, if there was something that wasn't wrong with this kidney and was just taken out on accident, she's going to make some money off this hospital, which which she should. She called Morgan and Morgan for the people. Oh, I'm sure they're already on it. They Let have all know. they have people working for you. And yeah. okay, so I have another. Here's a different article about it. Um, when Maureen went to the hospital in April 2016, she was told she'd just begin back surgery, but wound up also having a kidney taken out, blah, blah, blah. According to court records, Paccio, who checked into Florida's Wellington Regional Medical Center, don't go there, to have a few vertebrae in her lower back fused together. Ooh, that's what my dad's having done next year. Oh, wow. Watch your kidneys. The problem allegedly occurred when during the back procedure, surgeon Ramon Vasquez... You can't say that normal. Ramon Vasquez. Ramon. Mistook her kidney for a cancerous tumor on her pelvis and cut it out. Wow. You should never be a surgeon. Like, how do you can... I mean, I'm no doctor, so I probably wouldn't know the difference. But as a doctor, shouldn't you know the difference between a tumor and a kidney? Well, he was just being cautious. (laughs) This guy should get praise. Well, he'll be getting praise after this lawsuit because she did file a lawsuit that has been settled... Since Outside September. of court, probably. One month later, a pathologist at the hospital confirmed that the tumor was actually a pelvic kidney. The Palm Beach Post reported pelvic kidney referred to the organs that failed to ascend in the normal position above the waist. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. She got some money. I wonder how much she got. I hate it when they make those things confidential. Oh, I'm sure like, she got it. How enough. much is a kidney worth? Like, what would you... 
I would take no less than say like a million. I'm sure she got more than that because she could easily like, like I said, if they said out of court, she got the number she wanted. I mean, and I don't know how much it is, but I would say it was a couple million. I really wonder because you could really sue these people for that. That, that could be your damn hospital. Well, here's fun fact. So someone that we know, their brother filed a was a malpractice suit against one of the large clinics in our area and got a shit ton of money because they had fucked up something with him. So he got a shit ton of fucking money, but now like he's not like he's not allowed to be a patient there and either are his like immediate family members. Like his mom got like kicked out of this large clinic. Well, I mean, there's another clinic in town. You yeah. should go to that one. Well, I'm sure he is, but that's funny. Yeah. Well, but hey, don't fuck up. Don't fuck up. I mean, yeah. All right. That's week. that's what it really comes down to. I mean, and it seems like such like a routine thing, and the fact that you mistook a kidney for a tumor, like that's the worrying part. Like I know shit happens. Like we're even doctors are human, but that seems like a problem that could have been. Avoided. <clears throat> yep, definitely. So this one is a story here is a teen accused of using phone to capture image of man in public Publix restroom. So Publix. it's not public. It's a oh, it is a public. It's restroom. a public Publix restroom. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Obeda, Florida, a teenager is accused of using his cell phone to capture images of a man at a urinal in a public's bathroom. <laughs> Authorities arrested sage miller 18 on a charge of video voyeurism question you've been in public bathrooms how many urinals are there i mean i've been to a couple but i only want to say i want to say the one we go to there's only one. Oh, well because i always wondered like i picture like these long airport bathrooms that have like 10 urinals and i'm like don't do you guys have at the, the most common- they have three Really? If, if that at the very most two is a good number normally, like in a Publix, I would say it's probably two or three. I mean they don't. I mean, you, yeah. Well, question outside of Publix, like in a large restroom where you have multiple urinals, do men have the unspoken rule where you leave space between urinals? That, like, say, and you're you're pissing in one urinal. If someone comes up and starts pissing in the urinal right next to you, that's like. I kind of frowned upon, me a bit, right? Yeah, like. Well, because I oh, hate that too. Like when I'm in a stall and a woman comes and sits in the stall right next to me when all the other ones are open, and I didn't know if that was just a yeah. I try to stay away from that situation. It's just a common courtesy yeah. rule, and it's unspoken. But I feel like some people don't get that, and yeah. it's annoying. Anyway, back to penis pictures. <laughs> that is annoying. Yeah, sorry, we got off track there. All right, so Oviedo police said a man was at the urinal in. <clears throat> public's restroom when he looked at down and saw a phone pointed up at him <laughs> the victim told investigators he didn't confront the man instead the victim said he waited until the man left the restroom and identified him to the store officials police said miller called them after they posted a severance photo on their facebook page that's um ballsy on the kids part especially and also like he's lucky that he like took a picture of someone's wang that like it's obviously a wussy. Like, how do you see someone take a picture of your wang and just not confront them? Like, what, would you confront them if someone was taking a picture of your wang? I would have probably tried to kick the cell phone out of the person's hand. Yeah. So yeah, I, you, would do, you wouldn't just, like, shake uh, it off and tuck no. it away and leave well, I may have and sh- go tell on him. I may have shook it off, but I would definitely have taken and tried to spot at the phone. I mean. Yeah. I'm a kicker. <laughs> a kicker. All right, is that all your uh, Florida stories? That is all my Florida stories. All right, well, let's move on to sports. Sports. And another mimosa. It's our sports segment. And I'm going to go first. This one isn't actually from here in the U.S. It's from um, 
Somewhere that's not in the U.S. I don't really know where. <laughs> so it says, this story is not from the U.S., but it's some from, from somewhere. No, it doesn't say that. I just said that. Well, where does it like, say? It doesn't say anything. It just says, by Miguel Rivera. Okay. Maybe if we read the story. All right. So the headline is, a boxer 49 years old passes away after a knockout loss. Italian boxer Christian Daggio, who was very popular in Thailand after moving there a decade ago, passed away at the age of 49 after suffering a bad knockout loss at the hands of Don someone in the 12th round of their bout. <coughs> well, so it sounds like it was in Thailand. At the time of the loss, Daggio was up on the cards. Blah, doesn't matter. The fight was very brutal with Don Periong. I don't think that's how you pronounce it. Finally put in Daggio down hard with several blows to the head. However, the Italian boxer got up to continue fighting again and received several hard punches, which prompted the referee finally to wave off the fight as Doug Hio was out of it. The referee quickly called it in for medical attention. Doctors went to the ring and immediately attended to him, and he was unconscious and taken quickly to the hospital. He spent several days in a coma with serious brain damage until he died. Doug Hio's brother, after leaving the hospital, told local papers that his sibling went out exactly the way he wanted to. He died as he wanted to die. I do not regret it because he was like that. He said he wanted to fight until he was 80 years old. The ring was his life and he died as a champion. I'm sorry, but that doesn't sound like a fun way to go. You get beat to death. Wasn't he winning though, they said? No, he lost. Well, because he got his ass knocked out. He got his ass knocked out. But like he, uh, yeah, well, I mean, I guess it isn't the way to go, but he, that's how he wanted to do it. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Yes. Hope he didn't have any wife and kids that felt opposite. I never understood the world of boxing or even like UFC, like where you just get your ass beat or fight. Like, I don't understand it. Well, if you're good, you don't get your ass beat. Everyone gets their ass beat at some point. You don't go your whole life without getting beat. True. That's a good point. That's my only sports story. Slow week in sports. Box players serve... Thanksgiving meal to Florida cancer specialist patients. Oh, that's oh, really that's nice. cute. They should probably concentrate on playing some defense. But anyway. Well, I know this story, and I'll make my little comment about that later. Continue. More than 700 cancer patients had an early holiday gift at the Florida cancer specialist. A Thanksgiving meal was served up by the doctors who treated them. Two Tampa Bay Buccaneers players. Only two came? Yeah, like, that's two. fucking lame. Yeah, it is lame. And wait till you hear who they are. It makes it even lamer. <laughs> Cheerleaders and, of course, Captain Fear, the Bucks mascot. Dr. Chris George says a yearly event gives patients an opportunity to interact with their physicians and other patients in a non-clinical setting. I think it's good. We got feedback all year about how much fun they have here, said Dr. Okay, George. we don't need to hear the article. I want to get to the point of who the players were that went. Okay. We know. It's, it's a nice deed. Yeah, nice. Happy-go-lucky, warm and fuzzy, all that shit. Okay, so I guess um, Buck's place kicker Chandler Catazero was serving up the turkey and says events like this put life in perspective. So he's the kicker. Lame. The kicker came. <laughs> the kicker came. And, whoa, this is just his partner in crime. Um, Which is even lamer. <laughs> Buck's long snapper, Garrison Sanborn. Gavin's a long snapper. Like, who the fuck is that? Like, if these two He's people... He's a long snapper. If they in front of me, this kind of goes back to our whole being able to recognize a celebrity, I'd have no fucking clue who they are. You'd probably so, be taller than Chandler Candazero. So not only does the kicker, which is perhaps one of... I mean, it's important, don't get me wrong, but a lame position on the football team. Like, you're not a real football player if you're a kicker. But even lamer than that, the long snapper? That guy's a very important job. He has to get the snap I back. I know their <laughs> jobs are important. I know. But when you're like, like if your kid is in school and it's like, oh, what's your dad do for a living? Oh, he's an NFL player. Oh, cool. What's his name? And they say his name. I'm like, oh, what position does he play? Oh, he's a long snapper. They are a lot less impressed. A lot less impressed. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I wondered, did they do this on their own or was this a Bucks orchestrated event? Because if that was the only players they could round up, that's lame. I don't, yeah, that is lame. Yeah. I mean, you think some other player could do it. You know, Jameis Winston needs to work on his um, uh, credit. Maybe he should have done it. Yeah. He's not starting quarterback right now. Not start, starting anything right now. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Wow. Except for sports. Sports suck. 
Oh. Yep, we got a dead boxer and a lame ass charity. Yeah. Not lame ass charity, but lame ass players attending a charity. Yeah, a good charity. Good charity. Any charities? Good. And they're professional but, football yeah, players. And this kind of falls back onto the whole internet ruins everything. This is the segment called Diana Ruins Everything, where I shit on a feel good story yeah, with all the, the lame ass commentary. What yeah. the hell, Diana? I know. I'm just, you know, pessimistic. All right. You're taking out the trash. Take out the trash. Let's move on to our what the fuck segment. What the fuck? All right, let's go. You guys just missed our off-air bickering. Greg's like, looking at the outline, he's like, I don't think I've gotten these. And I'm like, yes, you have. And I was like, here's the stories. He's like, oh, yeah, I got that one, but I don't have this one. I was like, I sent it to you on Tuesday. He's like, well, I don't see it. And it's like... That's why you create a fucking folder. Yeah, I guess I and did. And I've said this so many times. I'm just not very smart. <laughs> well, it's because of your busy work schedule this week. And I just, <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. You laugh all you want. All right. Which one do you want to do? I'll do... Um, You go ahead and do the one that you have, the one that I didn't get from you. Okay. Which he did because I sent it on Tuesday, November 6th at 7.03 a.m. Okay, so this um, headline is a New Zealand fisherman pulls an 18-month-old baby from the sea alive in a freakish miracle. Now, so this is a great what-the-fuck story. A fisherman in New Zealand pulled an 18-month-old baby from the sea alive after the boy went missing from his campsite where he was staying with his parents. Gus Hutt, who was fishing at a beach near Holiday Park in the Bay of Plenty region of North Island, God, that's a lot of facts. Like, can we just get to the story? <laughs> Thought he was pulling a doll from the ocean before realizing he had rescued a baby when the boy let out a squeak. He said he was checking his lines at about 7.15 a.m. late last month when he spotted the baby float past. His face looked like, a porcel- like porcelain with his short hair wetted down, Mr. Hutt told the some New Zealand word beacon. But then he let out the squeak and I thought, oh God, this baby is alive. He was floating at a steady pace with a rip in the water. If I hadn't been there or if I had just been a minute later, I wouldn't have seen him. Mr. Hutt said his wife, Sue, ran to the holiday park manager who directed her to the only visitors who had a baby. She ran to the tent and just shook it and asked, where's your baby? <laughs> we just pulled one from the sea. And the mother just screamed, Mr. Hutt said. The parents said baby named Malachi had pulled up the zipper of their tent while they were sleeping and crawled under the flat before headed to the beach. Wow. Can we just wow, talk that's about, just crazy. like, that kid better do something with his life. Because if he doesn't amount to anything, like, you have wasted that. Because how many kids just, like, run off into the sea? And swim. Well, he didn't swim. He was floating. Like, I think he was, like, on his back floating. Yeah, well, that's Wonder impressive, though. Wonder if that baby though. took uh, swimming lessons. That's possible. Wow, that's just impressive. Yeah, I and mean. he was found by that fisherman? Yeah, like, that is... A sure sign that was not your time. It was not your time. Like, it's times like this, like, I'm not very, I'm not religious at all, um, but I do believe in, like, guardian angels and stuff like that. I think his guardian angels were working overtime. They were trying to save him. Yeah. They did. Well, they did. Yeah. He's, he's going to be special. He's going to be, <clears throat> he's not going to be president, but he's going to be something. All right. Does New Zealand have a president, no, or do they do, do like have, prime ministers or something? Could be. He's not. He's not going to be the president of the United States. Well, no. But that's why I said. Okay. Well, go on with yours. Okay. Here's one. There's a video, so we can post this later. Yeah. Man with no pants falls through Waffle House ceiling. Oh, Waffle House. Um, Waffle House. I feel like was the Florida of restaurants. Yeah, it's pretty good. I love me some Waffle House. First time I ever went to a Waffle House was with Greg. We were dating and... Um, it was in the middle of the night. It was in the middle of the night. And do you remember that was the first time I ever had grits? I was... Yeah. I think you got it with cheese. Yep. Yeah. And I still love grits and cheese. I was uh, born to be a southerner. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Waffle House. Oh, anyway. Anywho. The Times Daily reports Tuscumba Police Detective Wes Holland says 27-year-old Glenn Boost is being sought on criminal mischief and burglary charges. Burglary. Another suspect has been identified. Police Chief Tony Logan says the 
Birmingham man tried to break into the restaurant's office through the ceiling. So I want to actually play this video. I haven't actually seen it, so who knows if it actually is anything. But let's take a listen. It's not too often you see police dumbfounded. I've been doing this almost 11 years, and it's probably the weirdest thing I've seen. Caught on camera, a man falls through the ceiling tiles of Waffle House Sunday morning in Tuscumbia, leaving him smothered and covered in insulation. He then struggles to recover and attempts to make it out the exit door. You may notice the man is running around in his underwear. Sergeant Wes Holland says he left his pants behind in the bathroom where he did thousands of dollars in damage. Demolished the bathroom. God. What was he on? Well, I guess he's <clears throat> tied the bathroom door shut with his pants string. So. Oh. But he was on something serious. I mean, I guess it's a smart idea trying to get into the office that way. I, I guess. Like, just probably just knocked on the door. Like, you're going to rob, a, try and rob a Waffle House? Like, of all the things you're going to, like, really put effort into, Waffle House is the one you choose? Yeah. This guy wasn't smart. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I have one more what the fuck story. And, again, this just goes back to Diana's shits on everything that's nice because this is written as a nice warm and fuzzy story but i just think it's weird and gross sounds weird so the headline is flight attendant breastfeeds stranger's baby on a flight coffee i like this is how the article starts off which i can dig coffee tea breast milk a flight attendant went above and beyond to help a mom who ran out of formula for her infant Tuesday during a domestic Philippine Airlines flight. Patricia Organo, a 24-year-old flight attendant and first-time mom, offered to breastfeed the stranger's baby. I heard an infant's cry, a cry that will make you want to do anything to help. I approached the mother and asked if everything's okay. I tried to tell her to feed her hungry child. <laughs> feed your hungry child, bitch! <laughs> Teary-eyed, she told me that she ran out of the formula milk. Passengers start looking and staring at the tiny, fragile, crying infant. That's the worst feeling when you're, like, babies crying. And you can't do anything about you it. You can't do anything <clears throat> about it, and people are just staring at you. I felt a pinch in my heart, she continued. There's no formula milk on board, I thought to myself. There's only one thing I could offer, and that's my own milk. And so, I offered. Organo said the flight supervisor, Cheryl Villaflor, took the mother to the private part of the plane so that she could be there while Organo breastfed the baby. The baby started rooting. She was so hungry. I saw the relief on her mother's eyes. I continued to feed the baby until she fell asleep. I escorted her back to her seat, and just before I left, the mother sincerely thanked me. Morgana describes herself as a breastfeeding advocate, has a nine-month-old baby at home. So, I mean, it's nice, and it's very nice that she helped that mother out. First of all, the mom, like, how do you not have enough formula for your baby? Like, I remember when we used to go on flights, like, when the kids were babies and they were formula-fed, we'd just bring the whole damn can with us. Yeah, exactly. And Greg wasn't listening. What are you, you reading on your phone? We would bring the whole damn can with <laughs> but us. But now he's trying to recover. And no, I was reading book. this article because this way he's going to get a promotion because of this. Oh, she is? Yeah. Oh, see, so. I should have kept reading. Yeah, so, well, good. Good for her. And you're right. We would have brought the... How do you not... How do you only bring one bottle of formula? You're yeah. a bad mom. Oh, well, that's just not true because I've forgotten formula before. Maybe... Not on an airplane. Uh, do you remember the time we flew to Mexico and Blake, here's a little fun fact. Blake, when he was a baby, used to be constipated so bad that Greg used to like push around his butthole to help the poop really come out. out. So like he was never like a regular baby. So like regular meaning like Yeah, he was poop. weird. He was like he didn't poop on a regular schedule. So we were flying to Mexico and we are, we haven't even boarded, like we were checking in for our flight and he has the most explosive diarrhea gets all over his pants to the point where it was unsalvageable. So there we are in the airport with Blake just running around in a diaper and shoes and a tank top because that was all we had because we didn't bring an extra pair of clothes because we wanted to bring as little stuff as possible. And of course, the one time he has explosive diarrhea. Yeah. So he looked like that white trash baby running around in just a diaper. He was cute though. Yeah, he was. He pulled it off. He still does to this day. He doesn't wear, wear diapers to this day, though. Oh, my gosh. We are running late. All right. 
let's chase this what the fuckery down with some don't worry be happy stories let's do it don't worry be happy now don't worry be happy Don't worry, be happy. Okay, so because the news cycle this week was such a shit show, we literally didn't find one good don't worry, be happy story if you don't count that breastfeeding story we just did. I thought that was cute. That could have been a don't worry, be happy story. Yeah, if it wasn't so weird. So (laughs) anyway, we are just going to say a good thing about our week that made us happy. And I have two of them. I got one too, I think. Okay. So my first one is, so yesterday was our last game of football, and I'm the team mom for the football team, and we went into this knowing that it was basically going to be our last game. Well, one of the players who, I mean, I didn't not like him, I he was kind of just there. Like, he was very sweet, he was very respectful, but he was, like, me and him never really ever interacted. Um, and he brought me flowers. And he gave them to his mom and asked him to give them to me because, like, and so when they went to Publix to get the flowers or wherever they got the flowers, he's like, no, she needs roses. And he really wanted to get me flowers. And so he got me flowers. And that really, like, made my day. That is really nice. Yeah. It made you happy. It did. And so then I sent her a message yesterday when we got home being like, just please give him another hug for me because I obviously gave him a big hug when he got to the sideline. I was like, give him another hug for me and you're doing a great job raising a great young man. Like, he's going to make a great husband someday. If he just thinks of something little like that. Because kids especially, they don't give two shits about team mom. Like, they look at the coaches, you know? <coughs> and he... He likes you. Yeah. You're, nice. you're a nice lady. So that really made my day. And my other don't worry, be happy thing of the week is Reddit. I know you've heard me fucking boast about reddit and it still continues because here's what i hear i hear people on facebook bitching about how it's all politics and they they don't even like getting on anymore they miss the days of looking at people's food or babies or puppies and twitter is all politics same thing well you know what there's a cure for that people it's called reddit you get to pick your sub threads that you want to follow on stuff that you like and just like random stuff like i follow this one thread it's the funny board and they have like random funny stuff like this week i saw a beagle and a duck be best friends i saw a hippo that was just so happy frolicking through mud and i mean you don't get that shit on facebook and twitter anymore people nope you only get the bad news yeah so reddit is where it's at it's been keeping me sane during these very tumultuous divisive times yeah in our Jesus. country so Go check out Reddit. And I think, honestly, that's where I met Brian, the guy that did our intro. Is also where I met Brad from the Coffee Buzz podcast. And I mean... Wow, you're meeting all kinds of people on Reddit. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. So go check out Reddit. It takes a little bit of getting used to, but once you're used to it, like, you won't be on Facebook much anymore. You won't. All right, what's your don't worry, be happy? Oh, I just want to say... Thank you to all the veterans out there on our this Veterans Day. Um, thanks for all your service. You guys are amazing. That is nice. Thank yeah. you, veterans. Okay, so we are going to wrap this shindig up the same way we always do. And that is with a joke from our precious baby boys. Oh, our Aww. baby boys. Boys! All right, jokes with the boys. Blake's going first. What did the apple say to the farmer? What did, no, you didn't read the whole joke. What did the apple tree say to the farmer? What did the apple tree say to the farmer? Stop picking on me. Stop picking on me. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Okay, Okay, I got mine. Do you? Watch out you don't spill daddy's drink. Why did the robber take a shower? Why did the robber take a shower? Because he wanted to make a clean getaway.
That's good job, good. boys. That's good, because then he'd be clean and didn't have any germs. No fingerprints? Ow. All right, go on. Thank you. Well, that was fun. That was fun. We're good at joke tellers. Yep. Another week, another episode. All right. So come back next week and listen to another episode. Why not? And go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Like it. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Like, let's... um. Or don't tell your friends, but I think you should tell your friends. Yeah. I mean, if you want to make their life that much better, then yeah. introduce them to our podcast. They need to be known. Yeah. So, thank you. All right. So... We will see everyone next week. Have a good week. Have a good one. Bye, y'all. See you later. Y'all come back now. Cheers.